1: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown,
0: and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.
1: Okay, so we're we're officially live. We're live, dude, in
0: New York City. The Big Apple is what they used to call it. I don't know if that's still true. The city that never sleeps.
1: What other generic names can we come up with right now?
0: Uh, is it the city that never sleeps as well? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. <laughs> I feel like that's a lot of cities. Yeah. Um, welcome, no, Thomas. Right, welcome. Are you excited?
1: You've had quite the week. Uh, crazy week. Yeah. Very. Culminated in an event here yes. last night. We're at the one thirty-seven p.m. cafe. Where are we? Greenwich Village. No, West, West Village in West Village, Lower Manhattan. Uh, we got to jump over to Queens here right after this, where we're going to do some rehearsal for tomorrow's Major League Pickleball draft reveal show. Which
0: is going to be announced by us. We are working with Major League Pickleball. Us, the voices of Pickleball, will be voicing the reveal of the entire Major League Pickleball draft for this upcoming
1: uh, season of Major League Pickleball. Super stoked. Yep. So we're preparing our analysis. Trying to think of interesting people or things to say about all the people who will be drafted. We found out that one player, can't say her name yet, likes sparkling water. How's that for a, a fun fact? It's we'll very see if fun. We, we'll see if we bring that up on tomorrow's show. <laughs> or maybe we go with something else.
0: Thomas, I want to go through your week here in New York. Because yeah. I was a little jealous. It's been a I, crazy week. I tried to come out. So Major League Pickleball, Steve Kuhn, right? Yep. got to ring the bell, the opening bell at the New York Stock Exchange. Yeah, Major League Pickleball set up a pickleball court, uh huh, in a conference room at the stock exchange. At, in the boardroom, in the boardroom, and in the videos you see like twenty foot ceilings, it's marble, crazy. gold, just exactly like it's crazy, and it's awesome. Yeah, and you were there in person. Yep. How did that go? Like, did were you on like a list? Did you have to like go through security? Because I know it's yeah. hard to get on the floor now, right? Like, yeah. People used to back in the olden days mm-hmm. just go in as a tourist and go in and look around. You can't do that anymore. Right. You have to have clearance.
1: Yeah. So we had to go through two security gates. Yeah. We were sort of funneled into this small room, which I think was underneath the trading floor. Okay. And then once we had uh, like quorum, if you will, so like all the people Twelve. that were going to be involved, we uh, went over to an elevator that took us up to a room, walked down a hallway, and there we were in this massive, like, grandiose. Ballroom slash boardroom. Okay. But it was essentially like the epitome of what you would expect the epicenter of finances like of of the world boardroom to look like. It was massive. Everything was like gold. I want to say Victorian. I don't know what Victorian is, but it felt like it was Victorian. Okay. You're just throwing <laughs> right. a term out there. Yeah, I like it. it. Like yeah. Like crown molding all of it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, so it was super, uh, and did you t- super fancy.
0: Did you tell any of my stocks to do the opposite of what they've been doing or you just left that alone? Didn't get, didn't get a chance. Okay. So pros playing pickleball, Yeah. doing an exhibition match. How many pros were there playing? Just the four?
1: Yeah, so there was the four, Okay, um, but then after they played their exhibition, a lot of people were kind of shuffling on and off the court. Did you get to play? Yeah.
0: Ah, <sighs> uh, yeah. Jealous. Mm-hmm. See, when you were doing that, I was getting a crown on my tooth that I had broken, replaced so that yeah. I didn't have to
1: deal with it while I was out here. And I'm that starting was to why... think your go-to excuse is always something with teeth. Is it?
0: What was the last time?
1: The last time we had to like miss an episode or delay it or something, you and I both had dental oh,
0: appointments. Oh, yes, because that one was that one was different. I'm gonna get uh, Invisalign on my bottom here because it's a little crooked. Yep. But uh, I broke a crown. I was eating licorice and yep. probably pretty aggressively, and then all of a sudden it felt like there were rocks in my licorice. But it was just me chomping my crown. And at that point, do I Ooh, swallow man. or do I? Th- Pull it out of my mouth. uh I don't know what did you do. I pulled it out of my mouth and That's threw good. it away. That's a good call. Yeah, but I mean, maybe extra vitamins and minerals if I yep. would have swallowed it. Yep. So I was doing that while you were having a maybe for you a once in a lifetime experience.
1: I think it definitely was. I think I'll be invited to the NYSE yeah. at some point again. So when we launch our own company and it IPOs, correct? You know, in a couple years here,
0: and then can we ding the bell in unison so that? we both get the opportunity one person
1: so we'll have to figure that out
0: yeah we'll rochambeau for it yeah. yeah um so you did that did you get to go up on the stage where the bell was because i know that there's generally like no an entourage behind no. the ringer no. who was
1: steve coon no so my grandmother my mom my dad they everybody were tuned in me non-stop being like are you gonna be in frame and all i could say was i'm not sure So, I even asked Brooks over at Major League Pickball, like, am I going to be up, like, behind Steve when he rings that bell? And he was like, I don't know. So, the whole time, I'm thinking, I might actually be, like, ringing the bell. So,
0: who knew? No, (laughs) I don't
1: think anybody knew.
0: So, could you have gotten up there? Because you weren't. Because I saw your social media. You were down on the floor filming what was happening. There wasn't a way where you're like, I'm with them. Walk, walk, walk. Yeah, there was,
1: like, a big crew. I mean, like, it was, like, 30, 40 people. Mm Mm-hmm. A mix of pros, people who are you know sponsors of MLP, the MLP crew, uh, their their agency partners, uh, and uh, it was a pretty just like a pretty good group of people involved in pickleball. So there was a lot of us. I mean, there was like an entire feast. Uh, there was obviously that nice spread. You know, it was great. There was obviously the, the court itself. Yeah, the court um, looked amazing. But uh, there was just too many people to get everybody up there on the on the actual stage or whatever you call it, the platform, overlooking the trading and floor.
0: did someone come to you and be like, you're not coming with
1: us up there? No, but I did, like, as they were determining, like, who was going to do it, I kind of started to, like, you know. Posture? Linger close to them. Maybe I'd get the call up. Yeah. But I started to get the sense that I wasn't going to be uh, on the actual platform, so, but. It was cool nonetheless. Like, but what
0: if at that point you would have just walked up with the crew? Did they like check yeah, everybody's you know, name the off? Yeah,
1: the old just act really confident like you're supposed to be there. Yeah. pulled out a few times. Yeah, I'm sure you have. Yeah, one time I met <laughs> Macklemore because uh-huh. uh, I just pretended like I was supposed to be there.
0: Yeah, a blast from the past. That yeah. was exciting probably in the time.
1: Yeah, it was exciting. Um, but uh, yeah, ultimately it was still like a, a really cool experience. And I think it was... Something that just like generally mm-hmm. was monumental for the sport. And the cool part is like we're just getting started. We're still at the early stages. Pickleball is still in its infancy. We're way and, ahead of the game here. And look at like uh look at where we are. I mean, this whole week in New York is absurd. Yeah. We're gonna head over to Flushing Meadows, home of the US Open here soon. Uh there's a tournament there, there's the major league pickleball there. We did the stock exchange, we had an awesome event. Uh, last night here at this cafe. What
0: happened last night? Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so um, we had a few people up there speaking. I kind of moderated, was also a speaker. Uh, But we had uh, Eric over at New York City Pickleball. So he kind of runs the biggest pickleball community within, uh, you know, the biggest city in the world, which is cool because it was like pickleball was blowing up everywhere except for New York. And in my opinion, it was like, that's going to be the last domino to fall. And then it's really just going to be like, uh, sky's the limit for, for pickleball. And what do you growth. think it is? I think it's like everywhere.
0: Now. What's it about New Yorkers that pickleball isn't, you know, consuming their life? Well,
1: usually it's like New York is like kind of on the cutting edge. They pick yeah. on the trends first, right? As yeah. much as I hate to give them the compliment. Um, cause you're but, a uh, Los Angeles guy. What? I'm uh, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that's why I would hate to give them the compliment too. <laughs> Okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we had Eric on, and he gave his perspective on growth of the sport within the city. Yeah. Uh, we had Rob Nunnery, Irina Tarashenko, We had Steve Kuhn, mm-hmm. Ryan Harwood, who is the co-owner of the Fives, a major league pickleball team with Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. Um, we had uh, Tyler of One Thirty Seven PM, which is a media company under Ryan and Gary uh, that's really involved in all of this, kind of uh, uh, moderating the, the panel. And uh yeah, we had another awesome group of pickleballers and people who run businesses in pickleball and uh agents for for some of these pros right. and the pros themselves and it was just kind of like a cool event where we were just celebrating what we've seen uh lately of pickleball which has been crazy growth. Yeah. Right? So,
0: very cool. Yeah. Well, I missed that too because uh my flight path wasn't exactly how I thought it would be and mm-hmm. then I was going to spend more time in Ubers
1: yeah. to get here after it had already ended. than yeah. I was on the flight from Well, Arizona. We had a few different people bail at the last second that were supposed to be like involved or at least there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had enough interesting people that we we made it work. We were able to just sub people in. So okay. it was an who, awesome. Event. Who
0: subbed in for me? Uh, well you weren't going to be on
1: the panel, were you?
0: I don't I don't think so, but we, I bet you, somebody would have thrown me you up. in. Yeah, probably, somebody exactly. would have thrown me up there. Yeah, right. You know how but, good I uh, am on camera.
1: Yeah, sometimes.
0: Sometimes it's dependent. Okay, on my mood. We can get into that. Okay, fine. (laughs) Later. Yeah. This weekend. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you had that, and now after this, we're gonna go to the tennis center at Flushing Meadows. Yep. Uh, and run through tomorrow's
1: like little. uh, It's a rehearsal. It's a rehearsal. Uh, yeah. One rehearsal tomorrow, or today, and then one tomorrow. Right. And then we have the actual event, which starts at? Seven. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's seven. It's in the evening.
0: We will get back to you with the exact time. Uh, But you'll see it all over our social medias. Yeah. And uh, it's very exciting. And uh, we, Thomas and I, are with Major League Pickleball. We will be commentating for some of their events. We're doing the reveal here. And uh, it's an exciting time to be us. (laughs) <laughs> yeah right
1: sure sure <laughs> i like to think of it as i'm just like riding the coattails of the major of, of mlp i thought you like were gonna say all these me people doing and i was like no you stuff. do some work too well, we just stand there and we report on it and create content about what the cool people are doing yeah so, um it's been a fun little ride we're just riding the wave
0: yeah we are riding the wave but yeah. uh it's very exciting uh anything else you're looking forward to this weekend
1: um i mean the app is also
0: happening yeah right at the event at the same yeah. time singles
1: happened yesterday yeah any surprises? Uh, uh, yeah. Paris Todd had a good win over Anna Bright, so she'll be at Champions- Championship Sunday. Versus? And she'll be playing, and I'm going to butcher this name, Salome David Davidzi. Uh-huh. And I think you got I that actually, right. I actually do not know much about her. Okay. So, in my opinion, it's like two kind of newish. But uh, Paris
0: has had – uh, she had a singles victory yeah. last week, right?
1: Yeah, but still kind of like recently became a name that On people the are scene. like, oh, who – who's this having some success? But that's the
0: beauty of pickleball. Mm -hmm. I think we're in an era now where true athletes are looking at the sport as a viable tennis athlete option to become a pro. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, I mean, when you look at United States sports in general, athletes are driven to certain sports and the more popular pickleball becomes, the more likely we're going to have these young, Athletes coming into the sport and that have specifically chosen pickleball as their avenue.
1: Yeah, well, and, I think it's I think we've talked about this before, but it's much, much easier to break into the singles than it is to become a successful doubles player right uh, now. Yeah. And I mean, that's what we're seeing. We're seeing it reflected in these standings yeah. and in these interesting matchups on Championship Sunday with players who are relatively new on the scene. But there's still a huge barrier to entry for doubles and um, it's. I mean, we've talked about it. The specialization is is here, and it's starting to be more prevalent. Yeah. In that, uh, the same people are typically in the doubles finals and, and kind of making into the deep into the draw. Uh, and uh, we're seeing newer faces um, just basically come over from like high level tennis. Yeah. And it's an easy transition for them. Singles pickleball is mini tennis.
0: It is, and I think also with the paddle technology, what it is right now that also even mimics tennis a little bit even more now with hard hits and the spin and be able to bring the ball down and everything. Yeah,
1: You can take real tennis forehands and uh, I think that's changing the game. Okay. Yeah. It's harder to do that in doubles though. Yeah. Just given the court coverage. Yeah, it is. It's a
0: different game with the fast volleys and the, and the precise dinking. Mm -hmm. Um, what else we got to talk about
1: um well we can talk a little bit more about like the actual draft show tomorrow yeah uh so i think what we've learned is they are going to reveal the number one picks across the board and then after that they're going to go team by team fill in each of the teams and we'll be doing an analysis on that team uh have they played together before do they have chemistry yes what are their strengths right what are their weaknesses
0: Explore their duper rating. What is the duper? Yeah. How does that compare to the field? Um, Do you know how I improve my duper? How? I drink relight. (laughs) Yeah. The number one electrolyte. Does that work for you? Mix in the game. Tell me about it. It, So it has. And I'm gonna try and drink this coffee without shaking. It has 10 times more electrolytes than the leading brand, which is what your body is sweating out. So you're replenishing exactly what you're sweating out in an hour and it's awesome. So it keeps me on the court longer, feeling fresher for longer, especially Mm -hmm. in the heat, in the summer heat. And you can get yours at Relight's website and use Pickleball in checkout for a 15% off discount. And if you happen to be in the tennis center in Flushing Meadows and see me, I have single samples in my bag, hand out to whoever wants them, and it will elevate your game. It elevates mine
1: you heard it here first yeah breaking news free hydration from tyson if you find him at the tournament yes so you're not playing though i'm not playing are are, should we be playing are you playing uh i'm not playing
0: yeah no i'm not playing either i am going purely as a personality and a spectator but i did bring my paddle just so i could see like if you have got my paddle
1: so we can go play yeah, I do want to play. I played the other day with uh, Megan Charity and Rosie. I can't remember her last name, but she is pretty solid. Her Shout out Megan to played. all the Rosies. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <Her> and, <laughs>
1: I guess her and uh, Megan Charity played uh, or are playing, I think tomorrow, women's doubles together. And yeah. I think they're a pretty strong team. And then we played with Eric over at new york city pickleball so it's some solid some solid stuff you hear that
0: sweet new york city background yeah, going on is i very love it new york i, mean, I this love is, it
1: this is what you would expect when
0: yeah. i listen to podcasts that are recorded here this happens all the time
1: so i'm super stoked yeah it makes you like sound official yeah and then we have the windows some people are We've like peeking it. in yeah. curiously like who are these guys are they important oh one like of, 50% us of us is yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave it at that <laughs> let you decide as the audience which of the, the two we're talking about yeah um Okay, yeah, the draft is going to be very exciting, mm-hmm. and uh, then from there, do we already know the Major League Pickleball schedule, or am I spoiling it by saying where we will be next weekend? Um. No, we know, yeah. We- We'll be in Austin next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I think that's public information. Yeah. We've definitely put it in our newsletter. Does
0: that yeah. mean another live recording like we're doing now in person? It
1: could. It could mean that. I yeah, think we will. And uh, yeah, here's the goal for for next week, though. So we'll have to figure out how to navigate this, because if you read the newsletter, you might have tuned in because we we're going to have that Sports Illustrated writer on the one who wrote the um, controversial, I would say, article yeah. on the PPA APP, controversial, MLP, ill-informed. IFP, yeah. USAP, you know, they try to give a synopsis of the competing bodies within the sport. And I think they definitely missed some things and had some questionable sources, uh, which if you just look up some of those sources, you'll see that they are controversial in themselves and, uh, also aren't as informed as I think, uh, a source should be for a comprehensive sports illustrated piece. Yes. So, uh, We sort of are using somebody else's equipment today. Thought we could kind of just like bridge them in easily. Ended up being a little bit more complicated. And we're not tech guys. Uh, So we're going to push that one to to next week. Maybe. But now if we're going to be
0: in person next week in Austin, and I have this same similar equipment set up, so that will be easy. But we'll have more time to troubleshoot. I think we could figure it out. Could we? Do we want to?
1: I'd like to talk to him. Yeah. But we could push it even one more week. Yeah. So, well, so let's talk about this article. What was your, what's kind of your knee-jerk reaction? What'd you think of it? I thought it was probably
0: a little bit of a hit piece from the sources and the author. And probably the author has not ever played pickleball, was my take on it. Yeah. And it was more of a, uh, took more of like a purist tennis player stance on the sport of pickleball.
1: Yeah, he the the voice was implying that pickleball is sort of this like goofy thing that's like a mess and uh, they they can't. And he he rightfully called it growing pains, which is what I I think they are. OK, and uh, I think we'll have more growing pains, but it did seem interesting that it was like every source he went to, he like coaxed them into kind of not speaking highly of the other organizations. yeah and then that's kind of what he he cherry picked. So it was sort of like a mudslinging yeah, vest within that 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 article. And uh did you I don't talk know. to any of the sources afterwards?
0: Yeah, I did. And what was their general feeling about it all? They just thought it was unfair. Okay. So and that was I the think, general consensus of the article of the sources cited in
1: there. Yeah, but most like, of them were like, so, uh, yeah. Well, so this guy's a writer for Sports Illustrated, right? But contracted or contracted, right? So for him, it's just about how do we get clicks? How do we how do we make this thing as like salacious as possible? Yeah, clickbaity. And uh, that's in my opinion what he did, and uh, he decided not to kind of highlight all the positives of pickleball yeah. and all the amazing things that are happening. And he was like, like this I know right how to here. get clicks. Yeah. Uh let's just make it seem like this drama fest that uh um is, you know, uh, a mess. And that's that's what came through in the article. And I think uh I think it could have been better. Okay. I think there's a lot of awesome things going on in pickleball. I mean, we and just talked about your week here in New yeah, York. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. awesome. With all of this happening, you go for kind of like the, the I don't know, like like the reality TV aspect, if yeah. you will.
0: Well, and also, like, I went to a wedding. This right now seems off topic. I went to a wedding last week. I sat was sat at a table uh-huh. with a woman who is a very big tennis fan. Yep. So much so that she refuses to even try pickleball she refuses to watch any pickleball yeah. she refuses to like educate herself on what's happening in the game and she even to the point where like multiple people at the table were pickleball players and we were talking about it and she was like i refuse to try pickleball right right. but
1: those people will be gone soon well as soon as somebody convinces them to get on the court yeah that opinion is going to change instantly yeah and that's what happens also, they should welcome pickleball. It's. I know many people who have gotten back on the tennis court because they started playing pickleball. I thought of getting a tennis Myself racket. Myself included. Yeah.
0: Should I get a tennis racket again?
1: Yeah. Were you a good tennis player? No. I mean, I was okay,
0: <laughs> but it was when I was like uh, under 15. Yeah. You were a
1: junior. You're yes. A, so I a traveled young man around with. Coming up, trying to make it in this crazy world your, of tennis. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, uh, I played probably th- two or three years. And then the last time I swung a tennis racket, was probably 10 or 15 years ago in Switzerland I used to play a little bit with a couple guys there okay so I like it but uh the first time I picked up a tennis racket again in that time in Switzerland I had one of the sickest serves I've ever had first time hitting the ball in like since I was like 15 in the early 90s mm-hmm. and I was stoked I was like oh I still got this this still is easy it. and then I could not hit a serve again after that, just like the stars had aligned. It was like the luckiest thing I'd done and uh, still proud of that
1: one serve. I kind of feel that way when I go back on a tennis court. The one thing that I can still do is, is get a decent serve in. Well, I just got one decent serve in. I haven't you know, been able to repeat what I can no longer do is my two handed backhand. It is, it has vanished. Okay. Uh, who cares? I recently brought that back into pickleball. Yeah. Who cares? Because pickleball's the future, bro. Yeah, well, here's... here's. Do you want to hear about the advantages of a two-handed backhand in pickleball? mm mm-hmm. uh, You have way more control. On the drops, you are able to be more precise so that it's kind of like a rolling... Because it's, it's tougher to put, like, the topspin on a, a one-handed backhand. Yeah. Uh, but once you throw that second hand on, you have more control. You're able to put that topspin on there. And I've also found that I'm much, much quicker with, like, my reflexes. So when I'm at the net and somebody decides... They're gonna challenge me to my to my backhand, which people tend to do. Kind of giving away my secrets here, yes. my my weaknesses. Yeah, I have fixed that. I have turned that into a strength. So you know, play it to my my backhand at your own risk. I have a two-handed backhand now. I feel like uh, Ben Johns sometimes, and uh, I think it helps a ton. And then I've also isn't Riley Newman the one famous for the two-handed backhand? Yeah, but his is his is not like a tennis two-handed backhand. It's super unique. Okay. He's doing something very, very different. What's I he don't doing? Even know how to describe? Is he pushing it. the ball more? Yeah, it's more of like a a push. Okay. Yeah, it's not like the big looping like Swing. tennis backhand, yeah. right? Um, but I've it's switching to a two-handed backhand has a- also opened up a drive from the baseline with my backhand, which yeah. previously I would just hit this like. Sort of a looping backhand slice yeah. and just try and drop it in the kitchen like yes. Matt right, And that's all I would do. Okay. So now I don't have to like <clears throat> try and run around my backhand. If somebody wants to play it there, I can actually hit a decent uh, a decent drive. And I think most people who, who make that switch feel that way. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: I uh, I switched to my newest paddle. It's the Gamma 405 with the longer handles. And a lot of companies are coming out with a little bit longer handle to be able to put two hands on the handle yeah and so i think if that's what you want to do find a paddle that works for you that has a longer handle Uh and uh that's the secret
1: yeah a lot of people say how do you do it with without having a longer handle and uh it is a little bit weird it's like my pointer finger ends up going onto the paddle face yes i've done that as well uh and that actually adds a little bit of control i think if you ask a lot of the pros one of the things that Anna Lee does specifically is she puts that pointer finger. She's you know basically like, you know, the top fourth of her hand is yeah. on the paddle face, and that adds like an element of if uh, I'm of controls.
0: if I'm defending a smash from the baseline, and it comes to my backhand. That's I do put my hand yeah on the paddle on the back yeah. of the hand, and that is like helps me lift the ball a little bit
1: and maybe yeah. either go for a lob if I have to. Mm-hmm. Uh So yeah. And that's Mar- usually like an instinctual play. Your instincts is. are telling you, hey, yeah. this which ball's is- coming at me fast. We need to slow it down. We need to reset this thing. And your brain says, we need two hands. Yeah,
0: which is crazy because that's built into our DNA somehow from being human millions of years ago. Yeah. They just knew that pickleball was going to be a thing. And then all of a sudden our human instincts are to get a hand on the paddle. Is that what you're
1: saying? Yeah, something like that. Science. It's crazy. Yeah is it's very scientific yeah we do a lot of science here on the the pickle pod as everybody knows yeah well our, our sister podcast
0: which is also hosted by uh, Thomas and I is, uh, is called Scientific Americans yeah I just came up with that I know you did there was a play on the yeah. publication Scientific American I actually don't know that publication oh, okay
1: well uh, what else do we have Thomas anything else? Well we have a little bit of uh, an update on this whole paddlegate thing
0: ooh okay so
1: I think carbon has uh worked out something with USA pickleball and that their next batch of paddles will be sort of like I guess reinstated if you will on the approved list okay and they're gonna kind of take some some measures to make it right with their customers who ended up with one of the you know paddles in in violation one of those models okay uh, they're also adding a serial number to each paddle so that they can better track, Uh, what is legal and what is not yeah right which is interesting
0: I I like it kind of makes it a could be a collector's thing too if you're adding a serial number to every pal yeah who gets like zero 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 what it's probably in the office like you know shadow box somewhere yeah Um, yeah that's interesting I bought a the first GoPro drone and they recalled it and you know what they did they gave me a free camera
1: that's pretty that's good customer service right there
0: yeah It's really good customer service. So they gave me my money back for the drone, took the drone away, sent me a camera. Yeah. And I don't think that uh, Carbon makes cameras, but, you know, maybe take a page from GoPro's book, make customers happy. This is the moment to make your customers happy who might feel a little slighted. Yeah. So, cool. Uh, Good for Carbon. Mm -hmm. You know, remedied it really quickly, actually. And I'm glad that doesn't seem like this pushed them out of the game because this was definitely a devastating blow for a startup company right For sure and so uh glad that carbon is still here because they are pushing some boundaries this will
1: ultimately benefit them yeah you think i think so assuming they can stay on the approved list yeah okay it also shed light on the fact that usa pickleball needs to tighten it up figure it out tighten it up or loosen it up that's the only two ways yeah yeah, right don't pick and choose well so tighten it up meaning just get a better process one that's reliable but also, you need to make sure that all the paddles
0: are approved all the way through all the time, yeah. like if that's the case. Yeah. So.
1: There used to be equal scrutiny across the board. Correct. With, for every rule. Yeah. So, okay. But uh, if you just read that Sports Illustrated article, there's a lot of um, disorganization within um USA Pickleball, uh-huh. IFP, kay. all these different organizations. And so that, you know, and, and there is truth to a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, and, and we've so, already uh, seen that with some of the different, like the PPA
0: uses a little bit different rules for play than the APP. And some are using the USA Pickleball rules and some aren't fully embracing those. And so I think, I think that will probably continue to exist because each tour is going to decide what is the most exciting and beneficial for them. Mm-hmm. And so as a pro, if you're switching between <clears throat> tours, you may need to learn to play a little bit different depending on which rule book uh, you're following. Mm-hmm. So
1: can I tell you a little bit about uh, FitAid? Uh, yeah, I'd love to hear it. And then you think of the next topic while I'm reading this. Okay, okay. We'll see how I can how, how good I am at uh, at reading this. Uh, so this episode brought to you uh, by, by FitAid, uh, FitAid energy boosts the original sports recovery ingredients in FitAid with 200 milligrams of clean caffeine from green tea, green yeah. tea extract. So it's I'll clean. Be. It's clean. It has branch chain amino acids, turmeric, electrolytes, vitamins, and clean caffeine. As we mm-hmm. already said,
0: BCAAs. they come together
1: in four deliciously electric flavors that are naturally sweetened with only 15 calories. Pretty good. I just told you I like to eat healthy. Yeah. 15 calories. That's pretty good. It's a performance energy drink for athletes, fitness buffs, or anyone looking for a clean, effective boost, or maybe some podcast hosts like us. Mm-hmm. Visit lifeaidbevco.com today and you can save 20% and get free shipping on your first order. Plus, with our exclusive coupon code DINK20, DINK all caps 20, one word, if you will at checkout that's lifeaidbevco.com and code dink20 for 20% off plus fast free shipping the future of energy drinks is here welcome to energy 3.0 the future i do love that line
0: 3.0 yeah and you just had that all memorized that's crazy that you yeah. did that like that wild right yeah um next topic um i want to I- talk
1: a little bit about duper as well oh okay right now yeah who has the higher Duper rating, me or you? When was the last time you checked? Mine's higher for sure. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's decaying, right? So it's oh, does it I'm not, decay over time? Because I'm not playing. Yeah, it's this thing about the half life in Duper. It's like if, if you're not out there on the court, there's going to be some erosion in your rating. Because so you, mine was like at a four eight or four nine. Yeah, there's like a recency bias too, right? So if you enter a good result, yeah. um, you're going to jump right back up. So what and, if? Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, fine. Maybe have me beat. Well, well, I'll just concede to you. We don't have to look it up. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Duper is a way that it's genderless ratings based yep. on your skill in tournaments specifically. But I think you can also plug in matches like rec matches versus people who are also on Duper. Is that incorrect yeah. to me? Yep. That's correct. And, uh, One of the interesting things this week when we start breaking down Major League Pickleball is that each of these pros does have a duper rating that we can look and see. And I think a very, very high percentage of matches go the way the duper rating... Numbers don't lie. ...have dictated. So if you're moneyballing, pickleball... Yep. ...duper's the best resource.
1: Yep. Yep. So we're going to have to, if we decide that we're going to depart from the duper predictions for tomorrow's draft, as I we go through the teams. I'm, I'm departing from, we it. are, uh, we are challenging math. Do you think you're smarter than math? Uh, I mean,
0: where's my be. math teacher right now? Yeah,
1: we might be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, there's going to be other factors and variables than just math. For sure, and here's the thing. It's like, um, so the dupers might say one thing, mm-hmm. but the way the teams decide to structure themselves... Correct. Right, like if you, like, let's just say we're going to throw two... No, I'm not going to use any names. You have two top players, yeah, right? Yeah, and they're drafted on the same team. Correct. Your knee-jerk reaction might be like, oh my God, they're going to be an unbelievable and unstoppable, maybe like m- men's doubles team or, or women's doubles or, or mixed doubles team. But then you think about like, Well, there's also two, in theory, based on duper, weaker players on the team. So you're not going to just pair the best two players. Maybe you will. Yeah. Right? You're going to probably do some sort of shuffling between the strongest and the weakest and then the two middle players and kind of structure things differently depending on um, who you're playing as well, right? So there's going to be a lot of variation.
0: I think that if you're looking at the teams across the board and there's two stronger and two weaker, you're almost, I would say... I'm predicting every single team's going to pair a strong and a weak player, just the way the doubles moves on the court, with uh, the stronger player taking more of the middle and pushing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's the way the game moves, anyways. Yeah, I think you think we're going to see some matchups where a team chooses the two strongest
1: to partner. D- yeah, like if you're, yeah, d- I mean, it depends, right? It depends on how they've been playing up to this point, and it depends on who it depends I guess, on their too, record. Yeah. Uh, if there's like certain chemistry between two players that it's like, you got to go with this, this chemistry uh, like that's what they're going to prioritize. Cause that, that means that makes a huge difference. Chemistry. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think,
0: and I want to say this point on camera tomorrow during the broadcast. So do not steal my idea from me. Okay. But you're talking about chemistry of people who have played before and who have experienced playing together. Also, What if you and I are doubles partners in life, but on, aren't we, we are, but on major league pickleball, we get drafted on separate teams, but I am much more familiar with your game and can weaponize it against you when I match up. Definitely. That's also going to be something that I think is going to be fun to watch at major league pickleball is. Yeah. People are going to be playing opposite who they normally play on the same right. side with, right. and how will they leverage
1: that knowledge of their uh, of their partner's game? For sure, there's also an advantage to kind of being like an underdog. Like maybe your duper is one of the lower ones. And you're sort of playing with nothing to lose. And you're on the rise as well. And maybe you have more unorthodox or less predictable tendencies because you've played less pro pickleball. People haven't seen you. And it sort of throws a curveball to maybe the more experienced player on the other side of the net. Yeah. And that actually, so that inexperience actually ends up benefiting you and your team. And do that's, we call that, that's real. Do we call that the Lee Whitwell effect? Yeah, I would I would say I would Last say year's MVP
0: at yeah. MLP. And she was one of the last chosen, and
1: lit it
0: up. Yeah. And every every highlight reel
1: I see out of major league pickleball event from last year ha- is Lee Whitwell. Whitwell. She was also just like super entertaining and like had a funny comment every point. Yeah. And, uh, and even when it came accent. down to singles, yeah, and a fun accent. Yeah. She's she's made for content. She's got it
0: all going on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. I'll so, well, wow. shout out Lee Whitwell. Mm-hmm. We should see her this weekend. I noticed she was at the stock exchange with you. Yeah. Probably buying yeah, she up. She was like
1: emceeing part of it.
0: Buying up stocks at rock bottom. Classic.
1: Yeah. I think she was, uh, I think she was announcing like as they were playing. <sighs> yeah. I saw her with the headset
0: stream. and everything. So yeah. Cool. Uh, we have any other talking points before we head over to the tennis
1: center? No, I don't think so. Actually, I don't I think, think we did so a either. good like little run through of everything that's, that's going on. And uh, we'll have a lot to talk about next week. Um. once we actually know what the teams are going to be. Yeah. We've revealed that. Yes. We start to think about, you know, who's the top dog. I have my predictions. Yeah. Uh, and I think the best part about tomorrow is I, I have, uh, I have reasons for why I think certain teams are going to do really well. Yeah. That I think might surprise you. So I, I doubt that we'll sort of end up having the same horse in the race.
0: Probably. Yes. I, I, I hope not because it's always fun to, you know, watch things and cheer for things differently. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that being said, let's wrap it up here. And Thomas, I will see you in the Uber ride from here <laughs> to the tennis center immediately yep. as soon as we stop recording. Yeah. Can we walk out together? Yeah, we probably can. Okay. Very cool. Okay. Cool. Thanks, dude.
1: We'll see you guys uh, next week. This is the voices of pickleball, pickle pod. Later.